Welcome to Featured Insights, presented by Caroline Economic Development. I'm your host, Debbie Bowden. This podcast is for all size businesses in Caroline County and the Eastern Shore of Maryland to learn from experts at the local, state, and national level. We hope that you gain insights that can help your business run more effectively. Hi, Erin Silva. Hi. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. So Erin is with a an organization that's part of Salisbury University. And I'm going to let you really talk about how that's structured because it's an interesting connection. I think that a lot of people don't understand, but you are a, your passion is taking something that many would feel is um, somewhat boring and tedious, and that's data, raw data, raw numbers, and turning it into an analysis that is interesting and can be used by government officials, by business officials, by just about anybody. Um, and so it's it's based on that that I've asked you to come talk with us to share a little bit about what the Eastern Shore Regional GIS Cooperative, ESRGC, does, serving not just the Eastern Shore, but Delmarva and the state of Maryland and some of the exciting things you're you're doing. So if you'll go ahead and introduce yourself, talk a little bit about the structure of ESRGC within Salisbury University, and then we'll dig into some questions. Great. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Um, so I'm Erin Silva. I'm a project manager at the ESRGC. Um, I have been there for 17 years, if you can believe wow, that. I cannot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started as an intern. I was a, a undergrad at Salisbury University in the geography department. Got my undergrad and w- had this opportunity to be an intern and stayed on. Uh, was promoted to an analyst and then a GIS analyst. And then I went back to Salisbury University to earn my master's degree in their online um, GIS management program, which is a fantastic um, all online program. And then shortly after that, I was promoted to project manager. Um, And so we, as the SRGC, are an outreach organization of Salisbury University. Okay. So we have that connection that way. And we are a partnership between the university and the three regional councils on the Eastern Shore. So the Tri-County Council for the Lower Eastern Shore, the Mid-Shore Regional Council, and the Upper Shore Regional Council. And those are um, councils that have been, have gotten funding. They're groups of counties, Mm -hmm. three each. Mm -hmm. They're groups of counties that get funding from the state of Maryland, and some of them get funding from uh, Federal Economic Development Administration to help promote economic development on the Eastern Shore. Correct. And those partners, um, particularly the Tri-County Council for the Lower Eastern Shore and the Mid-Shore Regional Council have been partners of the SRGC from the very beginning. Um, And we are actually coming up on our 20th year as an organization. Wow. Yes. And so our group grew out of a need. We started in 2004 out of a need from, so our director, Dr. Michael Scott, with leadership in the Midshore Regional Council and the Lower Shore uh, Regional Council, saw a need in the community for GIS support and services yeah. uh, that was not being met currently, mostly in the municipality and county um, government organizations. Sure. They didn't either have the uh, enough work, they didn't think enough work, or particularly enough funding sure. to support um, a full-time or part-time position, but they had mapping needs, um, and that's, that's where we came in. 
So let's GIS. Um, yes. Most people, that, that acronym stands for... Geographic Information Systems. But it's what you see when you open up mapping software, right? Or um, it's, it's, the, it's taking information that's land-based, water-based, terra firmer, <laughs> and putting it... Uh, layering it so you can see it in context. So I I was introduced to ESRGC and this concept of GIS back in 2006. So when it was relatively new Mm -hmm. um, and Dr. Michael Scott was, had a presentation showing how zoning and planning and use could all, you could look at everything online. And that was just mind blowing at that time. And now to think that Anybody pretty much in any county or any town can go online and see property and get all of the information that has to do with that property's use. And that's just one example um, in a relatively short amount of time. Right. When you're looking at it. So how did you decide, hmm, I like mapping. I like cartography, the old term for it. Right. I want to get involved in this when you decided to go to uh, Salisbury University. That is an interesting question. So I was not one of these people who knew exactly what I wanted to do gotcha. uh, when I came into school. I tried out a couple different things um, and landed in geography um, during a short time at University of Maryland College Park. Okay. One of my roommates was a, a grad student in their program. Um, and I went there, but then transitioned to Salisbury University. And I just enjoyed the study of it just um geography and gis just was an interesting track for me and that's how i came to it so so we're this is a podcast that's talking to businesses so i'm going to kind of skip ahead how does geography or gis how do you think the average business, let's say a 25-person shop that's either a retail establishment or a contractor, or how is it important to them? Right. There's so many. Because it's such a diverse field, it really is applicable to every sort of industry I can think about. Okay. Um, but in that particular context, I could see like a... Um, the site selection, the importance of site selection and knowing the demographics of your customer base. Um, I mean, big companies use this, but it's also relevant to smaller companies, medium size, um, whether to expand or what types of products their customers need to know. Um, Also, just like you were mentioning, the zoning regulations and... um, so real estate, commercial development folks really need to be tuned into this about where there are opportunities, where there's vacant, where there's opportunities for redevelopment, um, and, and a GIS brings that together very clearly. So it sounds like the key in that acronym is really the information. So you're, Correct. You're, you and your organization are brokering information, and it's we've talked a lot about general mapping and, and uh, you know, kind of using that from a, what does the land look like? But there's other examples of what you've been, you've managed projects you've managed that are taking things that you may not think of as land-based and just pull it, putting it all together. So you see the data and the information 
at a place. So it's really about making that place as information packed as possible. So talk a little bit about some of the projects just in general that you've done. So personally, I at the SRGC, my role as project manager is not as much on the GIS side of the house, um, but more on the data visualization. So dashboards, infographics, um, website design and development. Um, But a lot of those do integrate GIS into Mm their their the, the products on a lot of our dashboards you know we have maps right. um, because a map is a great data visualization um, tool and so um, I've been mainly focused on dashboards recently um, for all sorts of organizations the Eastern Shore economic uh, resiliency toolkit sure. is is one that we've worked together on along with a lot of other organizations here in the region to um, show Economic information for decision makers. It was a result of COVID um, to show decision makers the threats and opportunities and the impacts of COVID on the economy. So how did that major devastating health crisis affect the economy? And we used demographic information. We used information from the Maryland Comptroller's Office to see how that impacted the economy overall, but also how did it uh, impact certain parts of the economy. Mm -hmm. So certain industries, did it impact them all the same? Were some more or less impacted? And how well did they bounce back after that? After And also how did those economic stimulus um, funds affect and help the resilience of of the economy in Maryland? And that that tool then is also built for any type of devastation to the economy. Correct. Yes. Good point. Whether it's a local level or like the pandemic was global. Yes, absolutely. That's, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. It was very important to our committee that we're building tools now and investing in resources that were um, a um, showing the imp- impacts of COVID, but were going to be useful in the future, say for a natural disaster, mm-hmm. or and also not just negative things, but perhaps a company comes to our region what impacts does that have? Or an employer, unfortunately, if they leave, what? how does that impact? So it really gives decision makers a, a better understanding of how these things um, work in the, in the economy. Exactly, exactly. And so you used a term data visualization, seeing data in a different way. So again, we kind of GIS is one tool, mm-hmm. but you're looking at, uh, you've mentioned dashboards and graphs. Most folks probably understand what dashboard is, but I, I, you know, it, it is kind of a, it's becoming more common. Can sure. you explain what that is? Somebody goes to, and we're going to give the website delmarvaindex.org, and they're looking for a dashboard. What are they seeing? And what's behind that for them to be able to see this analysis? Great, great question. So the concept of a dashboard is like that of your car. Okay. Um, it, that's where it comes from. So when you're in your car, you're, you have all these indicators, numbers, gauges telling you what's going on with your vehicle. You don't have to be a mechanic to know when you need to stop and get gas or when you need to go get it serviced. You don't have to have that level of understanding. And that's the similar concept with a data dashboard. Uh, you don't, we are the mechanics in this instance gotcha. of the dashboard. So we are the data experts. We go out, um, research the data, gather clean, large, you know, very voluminous um, tables of data mm-hmm. and often very complex data and sort of boil it down to its essence and extract the meaning from it. 
uh, display, you know, we design the, the dashboards very purposely so that it can communicate these um, very critical data and information to the decision makers and the leaders, community organizations that can use that data to then make decisions about their community. And, and then part of what I served on the committee that you're talking about for the resiliency tool, but part of that was what does that, so we're giving the decision makers information, but then there's also, because it's looking back, mm -hmm. there's an opportunity to look for trends Correct. and then see if there's a shift in something and be able to understand the impact of whatever that was that we put into place. You mentioned the COVID stimulus. So that's something that we built in organically into that tool. That that tool has several dashboards for, and graphs for you to see that, but you can see where that stimulus had an impact on yes. the data. And so one of the data points that we're using in that is um, sales tax. Talk a little bit about that in particular and how um, that information that's in the resiliency toolkit, we decided to use sales tax data and how that's really reflective in kind of overall economic conditions. Right. Yeah. Um, so we primarily use publicly accessible data. Mm. Uh, we are not typically uh, mining for data or paying for data. So and the comptroller's office um, gathers this data and publishes it on their website. So it is reflective of how much um, businesses are contributing to, you know, the comptroller's office. And in that way, we can extrapolate how much economic is being stimulated in the economy. Gotcha. So it's a segue to to monitor that. Right, right. And um so, and you, you mentioned the, the data, publicly accessible data, dig into that a little bit and, and why that's important and what that means then for the viewer or the user of that data. So by using publicly accessible data, we have a consistent, reliable, trustworthy source. So we're looking at census data uh, that anybody can access, mm -hmm. um, but it is very uh, time-consuming and just it's such voluminous data that your average person number one doesn't have time to pull through that and extract meaning from it right um, and um, it's it's just a very time-consuming and laborious process too yeah. and then once they get the data it's in a, a spreadsheet or a table that is not easily compared to other state averages or national averages, or either you can't compare it over time. So it does take some, um, quite a bit of processing in that. But the advantages to that are, like I said, it's consistent, it's trustworthy, they have methodologies in place mm -hmm. to, um, that the average person can look back on. I mean, data is only as good as the methodologies and data gathering methods that were sure. used to collect it. So, and if you don't know where the data is coming from, we have a lot of conversations right. about data and where it comes from and the, the vintage of it and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And if it's coming from sort of a black box that you don't know how it was gathered or what it means, or right. um, then it's, it's not as useful. Right. And so that gives the, um, by using this tool and having this data available and it being worked on through your shop, through ESRGC, it gives the economic development directors, it gives the business leaders, it gives community leaders a chance to know, okay, this is what it looks like in Caroline County. That same data 
if I were to look at at a, a county in Iowa, I'm looking at that apples to apples. And then Correct. I can say, OK, this is what's important. This is what, you know, we are doing better in our uh, um economy than someone else that in another part of the the country or another part of the state so it it does it gives that level playing field and you're never questioning oh well is this from uh, you know there's a lot of concern about data and data data privacy and gathering with you know that's a um, trillion dollar industry but this is free free data, accessible data, publicly accessible. So as you're saying that there's some of that safety, um, reliability and dependability. And consistency. That. Like you said, you can compare, you know, that the data reflected for Caroline County was collected using the same methods. It means the same thing as that county in Iowa or somewhere right. else. It, it's not including something different. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, that's a good point. And I also want to just kind of point out that it's dashboards and all these things are used for data visualization and understanding. But when we first started, and, and it continues today, that a big use of these dashboards and, and data visualization products is that it gives a common understanding of the topic, right. um, which is taken for granted sometimes. Uh, yeah. You know, we had a lot of our partners saying they were having the problem of even starting a conversation with colleagues and members of the community because everyone had this gut feeling about a particular industry or topic or whatever it is that they couldn't even start to have a conversation because they were thinking of them in different, they were coming at it from different angles. They had their own biases. Exactly. Exactly. It is a data-driven decision-making tool. And so kind of relating that to business community, the business community always wants to use a data-driven. They don't have room for an error based on somebody's judgment being wrong. A lot of times judgments are made, but it's that start of, okay, I've got this data. This is uh, this is as black and white as the information can get. What does it mean to my business? What does it mean for me to be able to move forward to open a new location or even hire somebody new or offer a new product? And while this is not business data and it's not necessarily what somebody could purchase because there's companies out there that make data for businesses, this is a good starting point for someone who's in a business that just wants to see what are the demographics. If I'm offering, for example, if I wanted to offer um, um, services that are to a uh, to kids, you know, um, and families, how many families are in my community? Exactly. And and this gives that at least high level. Um, without digging deep, because there is data that goes, okay, then you have these many communities that have uh, families that are this age and stuff like that. But that data may not be consistent. And exactly. you're, you're, you could have some in, inherent biases with that data that you would purchase. So if somebody is really intrigued, and they will be after hearing this podcast, where can they find this? Is there a place that this all lives? <laughs> there, uh, There is. Uh, so first of all, I'll just put our ESRGC um, website out there. It's esrgc.org. And then our data repository, the Delmarva Index, is delmarvaindex.org. And I would start there at Delmarva Index. That's sort of our um, online central repository of, of all of our data visualization products. Yeah. So delmarvaindex.org, um, it is just fun. 
it, it's fun. It's fun to go in because you, you and your team have done such a great job at making the information accessible. And so there's a, a tool on there, the economic snapshots that you've been working on. Um, and what four counties do you have? Or three? We have all six counties now oh. of the mid and lower shore. Okay. All right. So, so six counties of the mid shore and the lower shore, all of the information that you have about the economy and what it looks like a snapshot as the name implies you gathered that that's always been out there I, I in my role I knew that I could go to the state I could go to the federal government I could go to ESRGC and get it but what you've done is visualize it now in a very meaningful and interesting way so um, talk a little bit about how that idea came up Yes. Um, so we love the economic snapshots, and we're very happy that we just did complete the one for Caroline County. And the idea behind that um, was just a fun and interesting, not um, necessarily ch only charts or only maps, but it incorporates all sorts of different media into a sort of a scrolling user experience. It's like a website. Um, they're called Story Maps, and it's a, it's a Esri product, which is okay. the mapping software that we use, but it's um, a great way, as you said, to scroll through for any type of user um, to gain a better understanding of Caroline County or whatever the county is. So we have a section on population mm -hmm. that gives you all those population statistics. There's like a graph. There's a map. You can click on the map. It's a very interactive experience. There's also lots of images. We try to use like really great um, images in our uh, economic snapshots. And then there's a uh, workforce section, there's an education section, and as you scroll down, you can learn more about the business and industry, economic incentives to businesses mm -hmm. locating in that county, the real raw numbers of, of that and all of the different um, efforts that the county is undergoing to attract and retain businesses. And then there's some fun sections about um, art and culture right. and outdoor recreation. So what brings visitors and residents? What makes residents want to stay there? What opportunities do they have for that? And just wraps it in a really fun, I would say, yeah. um, user experience. It is really interesting. And it's a great tool. And um, for the six counties, the funding for that did not come directly out of our budget. It came through contributions that we make to the Mitchell Regional Council. Um, and then there was some some grant funding and some state funding that, that helped with that. But I, we're almost to the end. Hard to believe, huh? <laughs> it goes right? fast. But I do want to point out that organically you wrapped it back into the mapping yes. and, and to the GIS and telling that story, that story map can't happen without the work that your team is doing, gathering the data and making it the, that information from that data visually appealing because in today's time we've got a lot of information coming at us all at once. And just to be able to see at a snapshot, okay, I'm on the right path. As a business owner, I'm on the right path. I want to do this. Or, oh, that's telling me something different. Let me dig into here. So if there's a business that wants to reach out to you um, to talk about doing something for them, is that something that your, your organization um, does? You work Absolutely. with the private sector? We do. And how would they get a hold of you? Would it be through the website? or That's probably the best way. Okay. I mean, um, we have our email, esrgc at salisbury.edu. That's okay. probably the most direct way to get in touch with us. Um, yeah. And that email also is, and it's uh, all over the the tools and the web 
uh, web pages, you also welcome feedback. So if somebody yes. is look, using your tool and it's not quite giving them what they want or they, they see something that maybe isn't quite correct, you welcome that more than any other professional I've ever come across. Yes, yes. We love feedback about what we're doing great, but I would say even more so about how we can improve. Um, the Delmarva Index, I haven't had a chance to talk a whole lot about that in particular and how that project came to be, but it is an ongoing initiative and we will continue to receive the, that grant funding and the support from our regional councils. But um, we we need ideas, we need right. input, we need feedback so that we can be sure we're on the right track and, and giving folks, businesses, community leaders what they need. Well, Erin, thank you for being part of such an important part of um making information and data available to the Eastern Shore and to the communities, to economic development. We really appreciate the partnership that we have here in Caroline County with the ESRGC and with you and your team. You're wonderful to work with. And I really want to thank you for coming up and talking with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Featured Insights and look for us on your favorite podcast platform. Thank <laughs> you.